the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning, breaking news and talk you can trust. This is The Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. Finally, a Friday here on The Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, happy to be with you and happy to be working our way through all of this uh, craziness together And, uh, Brian, we've been watching this electoral map, and there have been some significant changes overnight to that map. Now, they haven't assigned any any electoral votes to either candidate, but there have been some switches. And it's amazing how these always happen overnight. Now, when you say switches, it's important to quantify that. Well, there's shifts. There's shifts, and, and there's flips, but it's not as if the state, certifiers of the election, the board of registrars in the states have certified an election and then decertified it and certified it with a different outcome. That hasn't happened. It's the media understanding, the campaign's understanding, and the public's understanding of votes as they're being counted, shifting who's in the lead or not. And it's really interesting because it seems to be that these vote dumps happen overnight. And so I don't know why they're not happening happening in broad daylight. I don't know why we're not seeing vote totals updated during the day, but instead they seem to be updated overnight. Right now, the probably most devastating switch or flip has been in Pennsylvania, where Joe Biden is now leading by 6,826 votes in North Carolina. President Trump leads still 76,701 votes in Nevada. He Biden is leading by 11,438 votes in Georgia. Biden leads that flipped overnight 1,097 votes. And in Arizona, Biden leads by 47,052 votes. Now, President Trump is not giving up. There are still some legal challenges and there are still votes to be counted, particularly in Georgia. That's when you want to keep an eye on a very narrow margin. They're in a statistical tie, 1,000 votes separating them. And uh, Brian, there are still about 18,000 ballots that need to be counted. And most of them are believed to be military ballots, which could spell maybe some good news for President Trump. Well, it could. Uh, and and it, it, it may and it may not. Pennsylvania right. uh, is, we mentioned this on Wednesday, of all of the states, about half a dozen, seven states that are still in question here, some more, some closer than others. Pennsylvania is the largest bulk of electoral votes for 20 electoral votes go to the candidate who wins the state of Pennsylvania in Pennsylvania this morning on a Friday, Jennifer. Again, the nation stopped voting on Tuesday night depending upon where you live, at about 8 or 9 o'clock at night, in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. That's where Pittsburgh is located, and Pittsburgh's a big city. There are more mailed-in ballots set to be counted. That means they have not yet been counted in Allegheny County. Again, Pittsburgh is a fairly diverse city, and there's a lot of Democratic voters. It's not to say there aren't Republican voters. It's not to say that uh, there aren't areas in in Allegheny County won by President Trump last time around, because there certainly are. But uh, just a note. And also in Pennsylvania, oh yes, by the way, the Postal Service just found... 
1,700 votes, and they'll be counting those in Pennsylvania also today. Yeah, let's uh, let's go state by state here. We'll start in Nevada, where there's a, a lot of ambiguity about how the votes are being counted in the state of Nevada. Rick Grinnell is uh, on the scene for Team Trump. He's there with uh, your buddy Matt Schlapp, Brian. Who's I like Matt Schlapp. I, he, I don't agree with Matt Schlapp, but I like Matt. He's Matt also Schlapp. on the ground, and they featured yesterday in their press conference a Nevada voter. Her name's Jill Stokey, and she talked about her case of voter fraud. Hi, my name is Jill Stokey. I went to vote. It was told I already voted. I pursued the matter, and in years past, I always voted in person. This time, they mailed out the ballot, and somebody took my ballot. They also took the ballot of my roommate. I was told by the interviewer from Channel 8 when I said, did other people do this? He said, yes. He said, you're the first double. Thank you. So okay. her ballot's being stolen. Jill Stokey's got a she story. She says. Yeah. She says it. And I – go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. No, no. I want you – I want to hear it because I – Please, I, I insist. Well, I, I think it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, just think about what their system is, what our system looks like, right? So you have a ballot showing up in your mailbox. Now, right. is it conceivable that someone could have taken your ballot, Brian? It's it's conceivable, yeah, right? Of course. It's possible that Jill Stokey had her ballot stolen. Right. Is it it's, possible that people in large numbers picked up these ballots? Is it possible that the voter rolls were purposely left bloated like they are in California so that you have a lot of extra ballots floating around out there? Is I mean, it's all possible. It's right? all possible. I'm going to change the word. Is it appropriate for the president's legal team or the former vice president's legal team to parade Every Jill Stokey, with all due respect to Miss Stokey, that they can find in front of a camera to uh, to describe what she believes happened to her ballot. Yes. And you know why? Because the greatest think, job of our president is to protect our republic. I agree. And this is and I, key to that, is making uh, sure I, there's nothing nothing I, to these stories. And obviously these the, the only way we know about them is if somebody talks about them, because the mainstream news media won't. I mean, we talked Jen, about the headlines yesterday. They're saying that President Trump is blatantly lying about this. Well, uh, that's not no. what people are seeing. Uh, people what? are having legitimate cases and concerns. Okay. I don't know Jill Stokey. I know she has a claim. And I know a lot of people have claims. The credibility that a story has when a president or a former vice president's legal team puts you up there and has you say it on television, it, it, you have more credit. It, it just does. People, Everybody hears it, and it adds, I may say, to the uncertainty, to the anxiousness, to the anxiety in the air about a very real problem. And it is a very real problem if Jill Stokey's ballot was stolen. But this country doesn't know how to fully, completely, efficiently, and without anxiety count votes in a presidential election. That that anxiety ought not be fed by parading Jill Stokey's in front of us 24-7. I know that poll, might- what about a poll worker? Should we hear a story from a poll worker who also spoke at this event? Uh, election day? Let's do it. I'm uh, Chris Padone. I'm going to give my account uh, what happened. I was here, uh, actually been here for quite a bit and was here with uh, members of the Trump campaign and, and came in a media capacity to obtain content information uh, on election night and unfortunately was uh, stereotyped in that regard uh, and you can take for that what, what you may and was not able to obtain any type of access by any means and got a little bit uh, I guess you can say assertive or aggressive is the word so to speak and the question was asked at 
1.30 in the morning, why are you here? And our response was, well, it's election night. That's why we're here, and you guys are obviously counting ballots. And it was unique because they said they had an hour and a half left of counting to do, and an official came out uh, who was kind and asked us to sign documents. And a few moments later, we were asked to leave. Well, I find it ironic we were asked to leave within 10 to 12 minutes when they said they had an hour and a half of counting left to do. And clearly that was an attack, uh, I think, on any type of conservative media or any individual or entity that wanted to have access and cover. And we find it very unique that other outlets are able to uh, have full access, but we were not given any type of access whatsoever. And they, and they questioned the validity of uh, my uh, background, or any type of media, any type of experience whatsoever. So that was my personal account. And that's it. May I say, may I ask? What did he ju- what what was done? Did he vote? Did he not vote? No, what no, is no. his he's claim? A, he's a he was supposed to be a poll watcher. As, right. And so, so one of the claims from the campaign, not just in Nevada, is in Pennsylvania and Michigan as well, is that they had poll watchers come in to watch the vote count and they were removed from the location. Now, if you have nothing to hide, you let the poll watchers in. You you allow for transparency. And uh, and that has not been done, at least in certain cases in Nevada and Pennsylvania that we're hearing about and maybe more stories to come as well. And that is one of the reasons the Trump campaign yesterday, debut night before last, said uh, to the court, hey, stop the counting because we want to get there and watch it. Right. And it should be allowed, not having windows papered over or Republican poll watchers being kicked out. We'll talk more about some of this voter fraud. And we're going to bring back an old favorite. Uh, oh, you won't want to miss this. I'm going to just tell you, we're going to hear from some very important members of um, uh, oh. of the Trump legal team. Oh, I think the feature, I sort of remember what we're doing. (laughs) As your Friday morning answer continues. Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. It is your Friday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, bringing you up to speed on a really close presidential, uh, the 2020 election in general. Very close. Big turnout. Right now, ABC News reporting Joe Biden having 253 electoral votes. Fox News and other outlets projecting 264 at this point. Donald Trump at 214. As far as the Senate goes, ABC projecting Republicans will have 48 seats. Democrats will have 45. And the House election results right now, Republicans at 202. Democrats at 214. Republicans picking up eight seats and defending uh, at least as of this point, before our election results are certified, they are defending every seat. So that's some good news for Republicans in a, in a year where everyone's kind of biting their nails, wondering who's going to actually end up in the Oval Office. And we said it on the broadcast uh, Wednesday. We said it yesterday. The headlines Tuesday morning called us an anxious nation going out to vote on Election Day. And that anxious nation now is maybe a little more anxious, waiting to find out who is actually going to be certified as the president of the United States having won the election. Uh, By the way, the Electoral College will do their thing after all of this, and those are electors who are only pledged to vote a certain way. So that's a piece of information I throw in there. What is holding this up? Well, some votes are being found, for exa- ballots, for example, 1,700 in Pennsylvania by the Postal Service yesterday. Mm. More, yeah, there they How were. Convenient. More specifically, there are legal challenges being brought by President Trump's legal team, the attorneys who represent his campaign, and uh, these These claims need to be dealt with by courts. Yesterday in Michigan, a judge 
rejected President Trump's campaign's request to halt the count of mail-in ballots in Michigan, ruling the claims were pointless. However, the president's team had a victory yesterday when an appeals court ordered election officials in the city of Philadelphia, in the state of Pennsylvania, to allow campaign observers to get physically closer in an era of social distancing as they (laughs) monitor the ballot counting process. They want to and they do have a right to observe the tallying process. Although, uh, once they won that injunction by the judge, the Board of Elections did not let Pam Bondi and Corey Lewandowski any closer, their team, any closer to watching those counts. So the legal battles will continue. And again, you're right. They they deal with three areas, basically. Voter fraud, voter irregularities, and uh, access. Because uh, the campaign's claim in a couple of states, not just in Pennsylvania, have been that Democratic teams have been in there and they've been able to witness the vote counting. But Republicans teams have had little access. And so those are the three things. There are lawsuits right now in Pennsylvania and Nevada that are active. There have been two others that were thrown out. You mentioned Michigan, another one in Georgia. We've seen some states flip to light blue from light red yesterday overnight. Georgia and Pennsylvania now leaning towards Joe Biden. The only state where President Trump leads at this moment is in North Carolina and Alaska, which I have no idea why they have not called yet. It is 70% in favor of Donald Trump in there. Right. It's only three electoral votes, but it's uh, for whatever reason they have not yet called the state of Alaska. Final piece of information as we talk about counting the votes. Uh, there's a little more to it than that. A lot of the legal claims and the arguments being brought before the courts in these various states, the claim is that some of the votes being counted are not legal and therefore should not be counted votes. So there's an effort to disqualify, to uh, invalidate some votes for reasons that uh, I'm sure uh, will be deemed legitimate. Some will be deemed illegitimate. But the effort is to, on the Trump legal campaign's uh, lips and their, their paperwork, let's determine which votes have been legally cast, and then we count the legal ones. Let's stop counting ones right. that are in dispute. And every legal vote counted is what we should all want. I mean, that is what ensures our our free and fair election. So uh, that's that's the goal here. Obviously, some of the, the things that the Trump team is con- they're contesting is that some people vote twice because they got a mail-in. They may have voted in person. So there's some irregularities there. Some people uh, say that they submitted a ballot and maybe it didn't get counted. There are some people who, uh, again, maybe never got a ballot or got three ballots. I mean, there's there's the a story, lot of different stories. The story of the voter with the Sharpie, the magic marker who... In who Arizona, hit, that's, right. that's right. In Arizona, they were handing out Sharpies and then they were disqualifying ballots that were cast with the Sharpie. So uh, there are a lot of uh, different things at play. We're continuing to follow that. want to bring you up to speed on the fire that is burning. It's a busy, busy morning for us here today, but there is a fire in San Dimas that is bor- burning north of the 210 freeway. It started about 4 a.m. It is burning uphill, heavy fuel in that area, a little bit of wind, not not a huge factor in this, but there is a little bit of breeze in that area. It's now up to 100 acres. So this is a fast-moving fire. It's growing north. It's, I'm sorry, it's moving north and to the west, according to the Laverne Police Department. Crews have managed to get 10% containment on the blaze as of 7 a.m. That's some good news, but that fire is still very visible from the 210 freeway. And, of course, watch. Uh, they're watching it to make sure that it doesn't threaten structures. And uh, I know that this is a waiting game because tomorrow we're supposed to get some rain, and that'll be really helpful. Our friends at Channel 7 report the San Dimas Canyon fire, which started at about four o'clock this morning. So about three and a half hours ago, as Jennifer said, at 100 acres burned has uh, prompted 
a massive response from firefighters on the ground in San Dimas and the canyon and in the air as well going on here on a Friday morning. All right. Uh, you're welcome to join us, by the way. We're talking about voter fraud, some of these irregularities, 855-785-8255, uh, some of the races that are still uh, having votes being counted, including some congressional races here at home. Johnny is in Pacoima. Hi, Johnny. You're on the morning answer. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. I like Hi, the Johnny. energy. You've got Friday energy, Johnny. How are you? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I listen to you guys every single day. We love every you for that. Day. Thank you. Johnny, yeah, did you vote on Tuesday? Did you go to vote on Tuesday, or did you mail your ballot in before that? No, I, I went in. I'm a, I'm a little old school, I guess. Me I went too. In and, I, and I voted on, on Tuesday. Good for you. All right, so you said you saw that your brother-in-law and your father both received ballots, and they, they've both passed. Is that what the story is? Yes, yes. I have them at the house uh, right now. You know, i seen them, and uh, i I seen the ballots, you know, when they came in, and I was like, man, I'm like, you know, it, it, it's sad, you know. I, yeah, I I'm sure it is sad. I'm sure know. that does make you feel sad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my you grandfather know, uh, got ballots after he passed away, too. It's, yeah, it's remember you filled great, them out? I remember never you filled did. Them out? I uh, ripped them up only, and tore them out. But does kidding. everybody do that? Johnny, thank you for the call. I'm so sorry for your loss. And, you know, this is one of the things that we deal with in California now with our new normal of universal mail-in. And that is that for universal mail-in to actually work, you have to have a secretary of state who is going to make a concerted effort to clean up voter rolls. We do not have that in the state of California. And I would imagine they don't have that in the states of Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin and in Michigan and in Nevada, where all of this, uh, this counting and confusion is going on. Because when you don't take priority to clean up your voter rolls, you allow, you leave this process ripe for voter fraud. You mail out too many ballots and you just have thousands, hundreds of thousands of ballots in the case of California, really just floating around out there with no owners. And that is a problem. I agree with you. And to me, Jen, what feels like the greatest dereliction of duty is that the folks who are empowered to secure votes, they are fully aware of the divide, the rigid divide in this country represented by so many of these vote tallies that we've been talking about, 50.5%, 49.6%. The officials know the disagreements are that sharp, the votes are that divided, and the totals are that competitive. Was that not a wake-up call to sharpen the tools we use well, to analyze them? It's craziness. I unfortunately believe that this is a result of ill intention. I think, I think in California, they intentionally leave the voter rolls wrong. They leave them bloated because they want those ballots out there so that they can ballot harvest. Nancy Pelosi wants the rest of the country to start ballot harvesting, and she'll probably try to get it passed by 2022. And... Here we are, California, as goes California, there goes the rest of the country, right? We're seeing lessons being played out in uh, the nation that we've already lived through here in our state. All right, as we continue, President Trump finally speaking out after a well, about a two-day silent window as your right. Donald Daily Download is next on your Friday Morning Answer. Why can't conservatives and liberals just get along? They can. Welcome to the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Friday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and a press conference going on right now. I was just monitoring it through the break. And Brian's like, what's wrong? I'm, like, I'm, watching, well, no, I, I'm watching television. <laughs> but whatever they're saying out of Atlanta with regard to the election appears to be 
confusing you because you have the eyebrows furrowed and you're staring at it going like, what are they talking about? Yeah, here? Gabriel Sterling is speaking right now. He's the Georgia Voting System Implementation Manager. It's a nice title. And it doesn't fit on a business card. You have to have a whole uh, 8 by 11 loose leaf. That's paper. right. He just hands out sheets of paper with his information <laughs> on it. But Gabriel Sterling just said that there are some military ballots. He did confirm that that are going to be counted in the state of Georgia. They're giving an update live from Atlanta right now. We're overnight if you're just joining us. Biden leads Trump by 1,098 votes in Georgia. They said that they are expecting some uh, late adjustments, whatever that means. They're going to be doing some reconciliations to multiple counties in uh, in the state of Georgia that will be updating their numbers. You'll see those today. There is about soon, they're saying about 97% of the vote in. So we'll keep an eye on this press conference that's happening right now. But in yep. the meantime, Here we go. a one-minute delay of the Donald <laughs> Daily Download. This is The Answer with Brian and Jen. These are not stupid people. They know it was a hoax. They know better than anybody in this room it was a hoax. They set it up. The Donald Daily Download. President Trump at the White House yesterday went into the White House press briefing room. It seems like a long time since we've seen anybody in that room because of election palooza this week. But President Trump talked about the fact he feels good if you count legal votes in this country. Not so good if you count the illegal ones. Good evening. I'd like to provide the American people with an update on our efforts to protect the integrity of our very important 2020 election. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. If you count the votes that came in late, we're looking at them very strongly. But a lot of votes came in late. Good evening. That is President Trump. Yesterday, a little problem with that audio there. He continues to talk about his wins in some critical states. I've already decisively won. Many critical states, including massive victories in Florida, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, to name just a few. We won these and many other victories despite historic election interference from big media, big money and big tech. As everybody saw, we won by historic numbers and the pollsters got it knowingly wrong. They got it knowingly wrong. We had polls that were so ridiculous and everybody knew it at the time. There was no blue wave that they predicted. They thought there was going to be a big blue wave that was false. It was done for suppression reasons. But instead, there was a big red wave. And it's been properly acknowledged, actually, by the media. They were, I think, very impressed. But that was after the fact. That doesn't do us any good. Okay, that's President Donald Trump yesterday uh, from the White House. As a nation, America, the greatest democracy, the greatest nation in human history, tries to count votes that are in dispute, ballots, votes, and determine who has won the presidency in the election that uh, was formally held on Tuesday of this week. For the president to go to the podium while there are active legal claims that, by the way, his legal team is bringing to the courts in these various states, some being ruled on, some not yet being ruled on, some being investigated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is irresponsible and totally inappropriate, and it's also not true. What the president said, that he, if you count legal votes, won the election because I'm not an attorney, but I can tell you this. The votes that are legal and the votes that are deemed illegal have not 
yet all been deemed one or the other. So he cannot make that statement. And the fact that he's the president and one of the subjects of this election, obviously, uh, I think is is an unfortunate decision the president made yesterday well, to I th- make that. I think based on his internal numbers and just looking at the numbers that came in on election night, the president is making the claim that without all of these uh, these extra ballots that are being found, without all, with all of this extra counting and all of the like, that uh, there is an issue. So that's the point that he's making. Now, he did celebrate some of the victories of the Republican Party. Remember, it was uh, over the last several months that we heard this. President Trump is dragging down Republican senators with him. For parties, uh, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. And this year, it looks like Republicans are the bug. This could be the, the year where Texas goes blue. More likely, as we sit tonight, that Joe Biden wins a landslide. If we see in those final polls... The type of lead that Joe Biden has now, the polls are not going to be wrong. Okay, so you heard that little montage of what the media and the pollsters were trying to create this idea. This is what President Trump said yesterday, celebrating some of the victories of the Republican Party on election night. Yet for the first time ever, we lost zero races in the House. I was talking to Kevin McCarthy today. He said he couldn't believe it. Zero races. Very unusual thing. Zero and actually won many new seats with, I think, many more on the way. This was also the year of the Republican woman. More Republican women were elected to Congress than ever before. That's a great achievement. I won the largest share of non-white voters of any Republican in 60 years, including historic numbers of Latino, African-American, Asian-American, and Native American voters. Uh, the largest ever in our history. We grew our party by 4 million voters, the greatest turnout in Republican Party history. Okay. Uh, this is uh, this reminds me, and, I, and I'm, I'm responding, yeah, I'm being critical. He's the president of the United States. We are in a moment where the office holder of that most sacred office has not yet been determined because there's too many voting irregularities and too much in dispute. The president should be the first person to bring calm. The president should be the first person to not make statements that are untrue. The president should be the first person to recognize and reflect the reality of indecision and awaiting formality and certification of votes in a presidential election. The fact that he's the first person, or certainly the person who can get the loudest microphones, and he's saying these things, Jennifer underscores many of the reasons that millions of people did not vote for him on Tuesday, with all due respect. By celebrating wins in Congress? No, by standing up and saying, if you count the legal votes, I won. And if you go on and on and and, and make claims... very well may be true, though. No, I mean, no, here's no, no, the thing. It's no, up no. to the lawyers now to present no. that evidence. I disagree with you. It's up. It's up to the President of the United States to make truthful comments about something is sake well of anything, well, you're assuming for- he's lying yeah well, well no no i'm not yes here's what i'm telling you with all due respect 
He cannot, you cannot, I cannot make that statement. For right now, we don't know which ballots will be deemed legal or illegal or counted or not. My goodness, but yesterday. But he does know what he's hearing no, he, from these states. And he does know what claims no, are being made in these lawsuits. And he does know that they are does, finding an awful lot of ballots and dumping them in. 100,000 for Joe Biden, not one for Trump. 180,000 for, or 138,000 for uh, for Biden, none we, for Trump in, know, in Michigan. The 90% voter turnout in Wisconsin. The president has some real his job is to stand up for no, no. our free and fair elections. No, no, no. It, it, well, it yes, but it, Jennifer, he's stating as fact things that are not yet determined to be fact. Allow me for a moment. Yesterday they found, and I agree with you, there are many concerns. It's a disaster. It's a disgrace to our country what's happening with the handling of these. I agree with you, my love. 1,700 ballots found yesterday in Pennsylvania. They haven't been counted yet. Today, in outside of Pittsburgh, they're going to count more ballots. So we don't have them all counted yet. So for the president in this moment to say, well, if you count the legal ones, I'm the winner, does not comfort, does not ease the anxieties of a nation that wants a secure election. may not ease the anxieties, but it at least puts a, a focus on uh, what the mainstream news media wants to ignore. And that that is that there are irregularities, there are instances of fraud, and there is a lack of of transparency going on in these states. And, and I appreciate the president actually standing up and showing that because it matters whether he wins or he loses. Larry Elder, the sage, will chime in on all of this as your Friday morning answer continues. The morning answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to the answer. Thanks for joining us. It's your Friday morning answer, Brian Whitman. Jennifer Horn trying to make sense of the presidential election. Buckets of ballots materializing, poof, out of thin air in Pennsylvania, changing the course of uh, this election pretty significantly. Joining us right now, oh, we need him more than ever, is our friend uh, Larry Elder, the host of The Larry Elder Show. Listen to 6 p.m. on AM 870, 3 p.m. AM 590, and we call him uh, the Sage Larry Elder. Sage! Larry Elder. Sage, God help us. What is going on? <laughs> you know, you know, Jennifer, I, I was uh, up this morning to do a hit for, for Fox. I FM. know. Guy, I was watching. Arrives, Ask you about that crowd in a second. The, by guy, the, way. the guy arrives at the house almost an hour and 15 minutes uh, ahead of time for the hit. And I said, why? He said, I wanted to make sure I knew the way. So I am not in a good mood, guys. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> Well. Here, here, here's my thing. The hit had to do with... Uh, a columnist in the New York Times named Charles Blow, uh, who's written a very scathing column about the minorities who voted for President Trump. And he said there are some people who are historically oppressed who identify with their oppressor. Wow. Presumably that would be the Republican Party. So I've met Mitch McConnell. I, I think you've met him too. Uh, 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 and um, Jennifer, I don't think he owned slaves. No. Uh, I, I've, met, I've met Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I know you've met him. I, Not I a slave owner. No. No. Uh, so the Republican Party is oppressing me, and I'm identifying with my oppressors by pulling the lever for the uh, Republican Party. Well, isn't it because... nice that Charles Blow thinks that your your mind as a minority is so weak that uh, the only thing you would be able to do is identify with your oppressor instead of oh, I don't know, having a free thought? Is that is that well, the suggestion? Well, well right. And 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 the oppressor thing has to do with this notion uh, that there is systemic. 
discrimination uh, on the part of, uh, of the government or the part of Republicans against black people. Systemic racism, yeah. police racism. Um, there is zero evidence to support the idea that there's systemic racism on the part of the police, let alone widespread evidence. But when it comes to voter fraud, as you were talking about, Jennifer, what do we hear all the time? There's no, quote, widespread evidence or no evidence of widespread voter fraud. You don't need any evidence at all when it comes to systemic racism, let alone widespread. Or Russian collusion. They want evidence and they want it to be widespread. Right. Well, okay. The, the uh, how about this, Larry Elder? There's widespread inability across this country to efficiently and accurately have mechanisms in place to you think in a technological age immediately count vote totals when they're cast in a U.S. presidential election. I ask right. you, Sage, is the closeness of all of this? Is the dispute in all of this? inability, ineptitude on the part of secretaries of state and boards of registrars across the country? Or is it actually just that the country disagrees with each other more than ever before, so the numbers are just so darn close? Well, I think it's the third option is that these kinds of voting irregularities occur almost all the time when there are close elections. Most elections are not close, therefore we're not aware of them. I interviewed a guy named John Fund who writes for the Washington for the National Review and American Spectator. He's written a couple of books on voter fraud, and that's his contention. He said you'd be surprised how much voter fraud there is or irregularities there are. It's just that most races are not close, therefore we don't pay attention to this. So what I think ultimately will happen, we're going to find all sorts of bizarre, weird things that happen. Some things are, are probably very illegal, but will they amount to enough to overturn Pennsylvania, to overturn, overturn Arizona, to overturn Georgia, assuming Biden ultimately gets it? I don't think so. Uh, what, what, what bothers people, I think, Brian, is this. The president is supposed to be a racist, supposed to have narrowed the appeal of the Republican Party. Instead, not a single Demo- a Republican lost his or her House race. In fact, they're probably going to pick up double-digit seats. The Republicans are going to retain control of the Senate. They expanded their margins for, for blacks, for women, uh, for Hispanics, and the president loses the election. Yeah. It just seems inconsistent, It doesn't Ryan. make a whole lot of sense when you well, look at the numbers and the inconsistencies. And- okay, so do you guys uh, – forgive me, Jennifer I'll, and, and Larry – did, did you guys each believe that Joe Biden cannot, without funny business, be the winner of this election? I mean, is that what I you believe it's possible. Mm-hmm. I'm asking I, if you- I, don't, I don't feel that way. I feel Joe Biden can win the election legitimately. All I'm saying is that uh, don't be surprised when we find out all sorts of things that are irregular, uh, if not criminal. Will they amount to enough uh, fraud to offset the election? No, I don't think so. All I'm saying is the reason people are so skeptical, Brian, is because of what I just now said. Yeah. How do you expand your, your margins in the House, retain control of the Senate, but the president lose? And this is why I believe it's possible as well. Plus, you've seen for four years the uh, the uh, the desire and the real action that Democrats took to pull Trump out of office. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that this is another example of that. And remember, Joe Biden himself told us that he had a supreme uh, campaign of election fraud people put together. I mean, Biden, we thought, was maybe tripping out at the time because he has those misspeaks all the time. But maybe he was actually telling us the truth. The left tells us what they're going to do, and then they do it, and we're all sitting around scratching our head. 
Well, that's right. And, and once you've called somebody a fascist, a Hitler, a Nazi, you could pretty much justify almost anything up to and including stealing elections. Again, I'm not saying that's what happened, but once you do that, I don't trust your motive about anything. Yeah, it's it's a really tough one. Now, I do, since you're fired up, and I love it when you're he fired up. He is fired up. up. Sage. Sage is ready to go on a Friday, this... ready for that weekend. We apologize for that driver who came too early to the house. He should know the Sage. He didn't want to get lost. Right. That's exactly. He wanted the way. Show me the way, Sage. You talked about this piece, though, from Charles Blow that you went on Fox and Friends to talk about this this morning. Yesterday, Sonny Hoiston on The View had this to say. This election showed us what the true character of many Americans is. And again, I'm not saying that if you voted for Trump, that you are a racist, that you are a homophobe, that you are a sexist, uh, that you are against transgender rights. But what I will say is if you voted for Trump, you then did look the other way. What do you have to say to that, Larry? Because here's the thing. I hear that Democrats just want to unify and that Joe Biden wants to be the president for all states. But with people like this, with those messages, how are people like us ever going to feel part of their administration? You know, Jennifer, years ago I was watching, listening to a, a car show on the radio, and somebody called up and said, what do you think of the AMC Hornet? And the host said, I don't. That's how I feel about Sonny Hoskins. That's how I feel about Bakari Sellers. That's how I feel about Al Sharp. That's how I feel about all these rich people that go on television telling other non-rich black people that racism is holding you back from becoming a rich black person. It's such hypocrisy. This, the, the racism has never been a less significant factor in America. How in the world does somebody like Barack Obama get elected and reelected if America is racist? And as I pointed out, Barack Obama got 52% of the vote. When he walked through the Oval Office, Jen and Brian, on the third week of January, his numbers had gone to 67%. How does that happen in a racist country that the guy that, uh, uh, that won the race, you didn't vote for him, all of a sudden 15% more, 15 percentage points more people support the guy uh, than, when he, than when he ran for election in a racist country? It's a lie, and it's a lie that Democrats push to get black people angry to push that lever, 95% for the Democratic Party. The media pushes the lie because it gets ratings and because many of the media have been trained to believe that America Larry. is this racist hellhole when all the evidence says the opposite. Okay, buddy, we have, uh, you know how it is, 20 seconds here. I wanted to ask you, you were over at Fox News today. What is the vibe at Fox News inside the studios? Because a lot of people who support President Trump are saying, hey, Fox News was irresponsible with some of the calls they were making on election night. Any read on that? Well, a lot of people are mad at Fox for calling Arizona for, for Biden, and it appears right now that Arizona may go back uh, to Donald Trump, and that early call might have affected turnout. So a lot of people are upset about that. But I think the vibe simply is one of realism. I think most people feel that Joe Biden is probably going to win this election. He's gaining in Georgia. He's gaining in Pennsylvania. Uh, he's gaining in Nevada. Uh, and who knows what's going to happen with Arizona. So I think Biden has won this, this election fair and square. And I think most of the hosts at, uh, at, uh, at Fox News have come to that. That, uh, have come to accept that reality. We'll find out. Uh, this is to be continued. It's not over till it's over. Larry Elder, we love you. Sage, right. give him a little. <laughs> Check out the Larry Elder Show today, 6 p.m. on AM 870, The Answer, 3 p.m. AM 590, The Answer. Have a great weekend, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, we will have the updates for you. A recount underway in one of the battleground states. We will tell you which one as your Friday morning answer continues.